Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. These podcasts are brought to you in part by our sponsors, who really truly are what make these podcasts possible every week. O'Fallon Nutrition is a company that I've worked with for over 15 years. They're independently owned and operated, located here in O'Fallon, Missouri, right off of Highway K and Mexico Road. I call this place the Whole Foods of St. Charles County, but even if you are not located on this side of the river, it is still worth the drive. I can remember working all the way down at Powerhouse and still sending people out to O'Fallon Nutrition for their supplements. They are more than a supplement company. You can get grass-fed beef, salad dressing, seasoning for your cooking, uh, hair care products, makeup, uh, deodorant, toothpaste, uh, essential oils, and all the vitamins and minerals that you can think of. If you're looking for clean, whole food nutrition, as well as home care, house care, skin care products, O'Fallon Nutrition is your place. You can take a look at them at O'FallonNutrition.com, or if you'd like to have something shipped, if you're listening to me from outside of St. Louis, you can certainly have items shipped. I know they do free shipping if it's an order over $50, and the phone number is 636-240-5283. Again, it's O'FallonNutrition.com. As well as if um, preparing your food on a weekly basis is your primary excuse for why you're not able to stay on a good clean eating program, which is something that I hear very regularly from my clients, I would ask you to please take the time to check out Pure Plates. It's pureplatesstl.com. They are a phenomenal place. We get our food from there during the week. They deliver to our integrity location. They will deliver to your house. Uh, They also uh, are just available for pickup. You can go to their Chesterfield location or their Kirkwood location and just pick up meals for the day, as well as um, just having them delivered right to your door. So if preparing your food is your main excuse for why you cannot stay on a healthy eating program, then I would suggest just stop by Pure Plates. Just try it. If you're trying to lower your blood pressure, you're trying to lower your cholesterol, you're trying to get your blood sugar down, try to do Pure Plates meals for a week and just see how different you feel. These are organic meals. They are gluten-free. If you need them to be, they can be dairy-free. They are soy-free. You're not taking any processed sugars or meat-curing agents or preservatives. They really, truly believe in nutrient-dense meals that are just whole food nutrition. And I've had my clients or have made recommendations for my clients for years at Pure Plates. It's pureplatesstl.com, or you can call them to ask questions at 636-778-3555. Again, remembering that they have a location in Chesterfield as well as in Kirkwood that you can just run by and pick up a meal today. Everyone always asks me where I get my meat from, and given that I really eat meat on a daily basis, um, typically beef primarily, uh, my meat is very important to me. I have an autoimmune condition, and I want grain-free, corn-free meat, and I just haven't found the confidence in stores in knowing that I'm getting 100% grass-fed, grass-finished beef. And I have searched and searched and searched for the right farm, and I have found the farm. It's fedfromthefarm.com, fed, F-E-D, from the farm.com. These 
farmers are amazing. It's a it's it's a family. They're they're here in Missouri and they have the desire just like I do to see people well and to see people healthy and they put a lot into what they do. It's such a wonderful family to support. They do uh, offer 100% grass finished, grass fed, meaning that's it. Uh, a beef and I get my ribeyes, I get uh, you know my ground beef, my ground sirloin, I get my chuck roast. I mean, they basically have everything. They even have awesome jerky, but they also have eggs. They have chickens and they have turkey. I'm planning on getting a turkey uh, for Thanksgiving. And if you'd like lamb, they have that as well. Uh, But if you are in need of good quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef or quality eggs, chicken, turkey, uh, don't don't just settle for what you're getting at the local store. to go out on the internet and check out Fed from the Farm, uh, that you can arrange a pickup or you can have it delivered to your for, for, to your home, and I can guarantee you you're going to taste the difference. Uh, for me, it, my health actually depends on it, so I really thank God to have found such a great farmer. FedFromTheFarm.com. I hope it blesses you. Okay, my next quote that I'm going to read you, this is one of my favorite quotes of all times. used to have it posted in the bathroom here and then it got like super beat up. So then I took it down and I still haven't had another one made. This is by Theodore Roosevelt and it's called The Man in the Arena. I love this quote. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end triumph of high achievement and who at the worst if he fails at least he fails while daring greatly so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat those cold and timid souls who uh, never even attempted to try. Yesterday I posted on Facebook, I'll try to share it to our group. I think most of you are on my personal Facebook, but just in case you're not, I'll try to share it to my group about a story that I talked about uh, when I was considering starting the bakery. Uh, The reason I started the bakery was because my daughter, um, I have a healthy bakery for those of you that don't know, I'll back up a little bit. But my daughter was struggling in school and I, I feel it was first grade, they removed her snack. And so she was falling asleep in school (laughs) during reading time. Um, And I mean, this is like something we nipped in the bud within like a week or two because the teacher was good enough to tell us it was happening. At least from our household, we were able to nip it in the bud because we changed the way we fed her. So I started creating these muffin recipes. And at the time, I couldn't eat them. So I had no idea how they tasted. And so Sophie would eat them and just like absolutely love them. And then John would be like, well, what are you making? You know, because he would try to avoid the healthy food like the plague. And he'd say, well, what are you making? And then he would try them and say, these are amazing. You know, can you make more of those? So I'd make more of those. And then um, I would just decide that I would just bring them into the gym every now and again and have, you know, some of the 
the, the people who had kids, you know, bring them home and just test the waters with their kids. And they would come back and say, uh, is there any way the next time you make those for Sophie that we could pay you to make ours? You know, we'll obviously pay for the product, but we'd like to pay you above and beyond. Well, the product is expensive. It's not an inexpensive muffin. It's not an expensive cookie because you're putting whole food, real food ingredients in it. So I just started doing this every week. And then before I knew it, I was making 12 dozen of them a week, you know, for other people. I had to order boxes to put them in and, and, and things like that. And so then it just ended up becoming a thing where every Monday I, I baked. And so that baking started at 8 a.m. and eventually went until 1 a.m. And I did it all by myself. I even came up to the gym and delivered them to the gym all by myself in the middle of the night. And I truly believed in my heart of hearts. And I'll tell you to this day that I still believe that God called me to do that bakery. I believed it in all with all my heart. So much so that I have an autoimmune disease that I just started taking Benadryl at the time so that I could test the waters with the recipes to know what I would actually sell and want to market. And I don't do that anymore. But at the time, I had to test, you know, the, the new products that I would create. So ultimately, we fast forward a little bit. I've been doing the bakery for about seven months, you would say. And then um, I decide to go to a bank and ask for a SBA loan because I want to be able to grow it. I want to increase the size of my kitchen, grow it enough to where I can then expand it to a storefront because I'd like to create a storefront that has a teaching kitchen in it so that we, I can do online cooking classes, but also so that I can do um, in-person cooking classes. So I found an investor. He was ready to pull the trigger. And then two weeks later... I mean, legitimately, this guy was committed. Two weeks later, we got shut down for quarantine. Now, my my gym ended up going like two more weeks beyond that shutdown point because we live we live in St. Charles County. Um, but then we were ultimately shut down, so we didn't have any income coming in. I mean, none. And the person that said that he was willing to invest in the bakery um, was no longer willing to invest. And I had been turned down by an SBA by the bank for an SBA loan. Because uh, I was just sort of applying by myself and they, they wouldn't give me the money because I was self-employed. So ultimately, what ended up happening was I created a situation where I started delivering the products because of quarantine. No one could leave their house. So I would drop it off on their front porch. I just started doing piecemeal uh, text messages, emails, uh, and Facebook posts. You know, would you like porch drop-off? Place your order. I put together a website so people could order from it. All the while, my husband thought that I had lost my mind before quarantine. And then during quarantine, we had two full months of zero income, none whatsoever. Now, I didn't get PPP because I'd spent um, the past five years not taking a paycheck. Unfortunately, I, I, just, I just dedicated everything I had to opening this gym and making it successful and it's you know it's standing on its own two feet now i took my first paycheck back in march which or in may or april which i told you guys and so i didn't have any ppp money coming to me because i didn't make any money so they wouldn't give me anything um i was even denied for um uh what is that called unemployment i was denied for unemployment john ended up getting some ppp money 
Um, and I think it ended up being like $5,000, but he didn't get it until after the two months was over. So we went that whole two months without any money. My bakery ended up yielding, you know, enough to pay our mortgage, to pay our car payments. We didn't even have to put off any of our payments. Um, we paid, we didn't really have any credit card bills or anything like that. We paid for our food. We were able to uh, pay for gas and things, even though we really didn't have to go anywhere. We were able to fully rely upon the bakery to survive for that two months. Had we not had the bakery, we would have missed two house payments, two cars worth of car payments for two months. We would have been behind on all of those things. And I truly don't have any idea um, what, we would have done you know like i have no idea if we would be okay or not but god knew what we needed and he he positioned in my mind no matter how much opposition i got no matter how many times people told me it was too much you know you're overworking yourself this is crazy you know you're great at what you do you don't need to add another thing to the list of things um even the craziness of having it in my home and the disruption um of it being on my day off and it disrupting my husband and you know him doing his video games and all this stuff got became a disruption now my husband realizes that the bakery was 100% from God and that, you know, he regrets that he didn't support that in the very beginning and that he didn't see that same vision. He could only see the immediate annoyance of it, not the furtherance of it. And many of my friends and family members have ultimately ended up saying the same thing. Over the years, when I have been, you know, really, really part of uh, something in, in, and I can feel in my spirit that the, the spirit of God is on a project or it's on a next move that I need to make. I will face so much opposition and it can come from the people closest to me. And that is like that immediate check where I say, okay, new level, new devil. Is it, is the opposition just trying to keep me from accomplishing what I was brought here on this earth by God to accomplish? Or am I really not supposed to be doing this? Like, am I wrong? Like, am I hearing this wrong? Am I sensing this wrong? Is this somehow not what I'm supposed to be doing? Let me tell you, there are some faith finding nights when I'm in those, when I'm in those situations where I am in the Bible and I am reading that like it's going to save my life. I have a, a poster on the, um, on the wall back there that says, read the Bible like it could save your life because one day it might. And I truly believe that I've read scripture that it's been like, oh, that's exactly what I needed. And it's gotten me over something or it's gotten me through something or it's brought the clarity and the wisdom that I need to know what my next steps should be. And I have so many repeat people that I'm responsible for that I have to be diligent in staying and acting in true wisdom or I could mess up so many other people's lives, not just my own and not just my family's, but the other families that I am taking care of as well. Then there's my clients' families. You know, if I'm not taking care of them well and they end up getting off track. So it's a lot of responsibility and it requires a lot of focus in my faith to be able to stay focused. When I read this message, and the reason why I used to keep it in the bathroom so that I could read it as I was washing my hands is because you know, 
the naysayers, the ones that uh, the critics, you know, the ones that the, the passion uh, uh, drainers, you know, the dream stealers, the ones that try to plant the seed of doubt and why it can't happen to you. Um, those are the ones that are trying to get you out of the will of God. They're trying to keep you from fulfilling his purpose. And the enemy will use even the people that love you to do that. You have to look beyond that. You've got to be the man that, that the credit belongs to. The man that stays in the arena. The man that doesn't give up. The man that stays anchored to hope. The man that doesn't, that doesn't lose his, his gusto just because something hard came in. Just because a sickness came on him. Or just because financial distress came. Or just because a loss came. You don't lose you know, your zeal or your zest or your desire to fulfill that call and purpose that God gave you. And if you do, then you need to seek God strongly. You need to get in faith with him and, 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 and try to acquire the wisdom of what it's going to take to get back up off your knees and get back into the rhythm, back into what it's going to take to accomplish it. If you're so fogged and so bogged down by bad food, bad sugar, bad ingredients, you'll never truly live the life so richly provided for you that, that you deserve, that God has for you. It's never been granted that that life means that there won't be difficulty or there won't be challenge. There will be, but it's how you react. It's how you don't jump out of the arena so quickly and then become the critic of everybody else. It's how you stay in and you stay dug in, you stay pressed in, you don't shrink back, and you use the word of God as your suit of armor, your breastplate of righteousness. You stay in it, and God will stay in it every step of the way with you. I have people tell me about their struggles, and that's why they got off their food. Get off that crutch. Quit using it as a crutch. I know you've had hard times. I know you've had struggles. Quit using food as the crutch. It's only digging a deeper grave for you. It's digging you deeper into the suffering. You've got to detach from food in those circumstances and find something else that will bring you out of it. Rather it be jumping into exercise when you're feeling that way, jumping into the word of God, jumping into prayer, jumping into a motivational video, jumping into a sermon. There's gotta be another way. Go, coming to meet someone like me, coming to meet a trainer, going to meet a friend, going to meet a pastor. There's a way to detach. The flesh does not always have to be satisfied, okay? Die to your flesh. Live for your faith. When you're having a craving, that craving, you have power and authority over that, okay? You can take dominion, power, and authority over the enemy in your life. And if he is using food as a way to deter you, to fog you, and to bog you down, you take power and authority over that. And you say, I will not have this bank of foods because I know they're going to cause me to stumble and I know I'm going to be off for the rest of the week and it's going to cause my mood to be bad. It's going to cause my focus to be bad. It's going to cause my health to be bad. Guys, you are the ones in control. And if you need help, find help. 
someone like me, get with someone like me, get with a trainer, get with a counselor, get with a pastor, find help, seek help. Uh, gluttony with food is just as much of a sin as anything else. And there's no condemnation in that. There's, there's recognizing it. There's recognizing it as a true reality. And you will get around people that will not be good for you because they will not serve this thought. They will try to plant seeds of the concept of have one bite. Come on, it's not that big a deal. That's too restricted of a diet. You don't have enough balance in your life. That's food shaming. You shouldn't do that. Watch yourself. You, those people are tickling your ears. They're telling you exactly what you want and need to hear. Watch yourself around those people, okay? This can really, really make a difference if you can stay focused on what it is that's prompting you to need to go after the bad food. What is it? Is it sadness? Is it fear? Is it an argument with your spouse? What is the situation? As soon as you walk your way into the kitchen, you walk your way right out of it. Go downstairs and get on the treadmill. Go outside and walk circles around your house. Start praying right away. Have a list of paper, of on paper, a list of affirmations that you start speaking. I'm blessed and highly favored. I'm strong in the Lord. I'm more than a conqueror. List them, speak them, believe them. Trust that he'll give you the strength in that very moment to walk away and stay away from the bad food. I always have to tell my husband, you know, like I don't always have to tell him this. When he's in a bad situation, I can see it. I can see it in his face that when he's going to go home, on his way home, he's going to stop by a gas station and he's going to get really bad food. And he's going to eat a whole bunch of it and he's going to feel sick for days. And that sickness is going to cause him to be in a bad mood. It's going to cause him to be irritable. It's going to cause him to be foggy and not focused and not paying attention. And it's going to cause him to not want to work out. So I will see it on them and I will tell them you have authority over the enemy. Take authority now. Be a warrior and I'll speak faith into them. I'll speak strength into them. I'll rebuild them and help them to know how mighty he is and that he doesn't need all that poisonous toxins to, to, to feel better. It's only going to make him feel worse and it's only going to make you guys feel worse. I'm praying that you receive this because I am speaking it to you from the depth of my stomach. Like it's coming out of there to you. I mean it. I mean, it is, it is a life-changing message. And if you're serving health, you're serving a ministry, and that ministry is contagious to other people. So if other people are seeing you healthy, they will want what you have. So please, guys, try to focus on this. Just read that, read that message. Go out and Google it. It's, it's titled The Man in the Arena, and it's by Theodore Roosevelt. It's an excellent message. I pray blessing on each of you today. God, I just pray for protection from the virus. I know there is a lot of sickness right now. I pray that everyone would make their food a priority so that their immune system would remain strong. 
God, I pray that you know exactly what their needs are. If there are financial needs, Lord, I pray that they would be met. If there are relationship needs, Lord, I pray that they would receive the wisdom that they need. God, if there are health circumstances occurring in their body, I pray blessing and healing. By your stripes, they are healed. I claim victory over their body, and I pray that they will regain strength and recover and restore 100% in your holy name. I pray that, Lord. I believe in healing. I trust and know that healing can come and that there's victory in you, Lord. God, I just trust that you will reach each of these people with this message, and I pray blessing on their life. I just want to remind you all that I'll be pre-recording our message next week. So you're going to see a pre-recorded message for next week because I'll be out of town. And then I just want to remind you, there'll be two weeks where we don't talk, and I seriously will miss you guys. I might like pop in and just say Merry Christmas because we'll have Mer- we'll have Merry Christmas. We'll have Christmas that will be off, and then we will have um, – the uh, first of that will be off. Not necessarily because I, I wouldn't be willing to meet with you guys, but it's my husband's birthday and I've made a commitment to always taking that day off. So I hope that you all have an amazing Christmas with your family and that you get some rest um, and just restore yourselves and just enjoy every minute with your family because we never know when what day is going to be our last. Just enjoy every minute. But please, Please make healthy choices, guys. Don't dig yourself into an unhealthy grave. Enjoy the holiday, but enjoy it in a healthy fashion. It is so worth it, guys. God bless you all. Hi, my name is Debbie. I'm a mom, nutrition coach, and my husband and I own a gym. I'm also a baker. I bake healthy cookies, brownies, and muffins that are high in protein and low in sugar. And yes, they are gluten-free and dairy-free. Our daughter, Sophie, is our greatest inspiration, so we decided to name all of our baked goods after her. The idea for Sophie's cookies, brownies, and muffins came out of a real need to provide our daughter with a healthy snack. These healthy snacks make her more alert, balanced, and overall more joyful. We know that our baked goods are a better way to snack, and we want everyone to experience it. If you like snacking, then you will love our baked goods. Sophie's cookies, brownies, and muffins are for all ages. We don't want anyone to miss out on the benefits of our delicious and nutritious snacks. These are going fast. Order your very own Sophie's cookies, muffins, and brownies today. 